What's happening, crew? Welcome to the lounge, episode 126, June 28th. June almost over. June 28th, 2021. Want to uh, give a big shout out and sincere thank you to the Patreon patron crew as well as the YouTube channel members and all those folks that super chat. Speaking of super chat, if you want to get my attention tonight with your topic, with your question, which is what Monday and the Lounge is all about, well, you can super chat that. Be sure to see it at that point for sure. But you don't have to do that. Use the at symbol type at CloverTech, at CloverTech, all one word. That should highlight me as well without having to uh, super chat and get my attention on it. So, uh, yeah. Also, if you are in the replay world, remember, you can always comment, join the conversation, add to the conversation down in the comments below. If you are joining us live, then, uh, yeah, say hey, and we'll say hey back, just like uh, Calaveras is out there. Guns and Barbecue, Gizzards in the house, Gunpowder Beauty, Foss is out there, Buck, Wes, Papa, Defense Dad. Uh, all hanging out and they're uh, piling in tonight. So yeah, got uh, Oki's own, the favorite son, if you will, the gun snob in the house with us. What's happening, bro? Oh, not much. What's up? <sighs> not a lot. Not a lot. Um, found my long lost JA twenty two the other day. It's almost like hitting a gold mine. I know, right? I know. Um, it had literally been. I thought, okay, I'll tell the I'll tell the story tonight. Uh, it had literally been three years. I've been missing that little pistol for three freaking years. Um, Chris Lang, I see jumping it out there. What's up, Chris? Um, yeah, you've heard me talk about missing it for well over a year, probably, haven't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh tell you what happened is it's it wasn't it wasn't where i expected right because i would have found it if it was so my thought was i'm like okay so we're talking about a gemini's 22 when i bought that thing brand new i think maybe maybe i gave 70 or 75 bucks for it you know what i mean um but it's a cool little pistol because it's just I don't have big hands, and I mean, it, it literally fits in the palm of my hand. Um, it's heavy for what it is, and does it malfunction every now and then, or let's just say often? Sure, yeah, <laughs> it does, but that doesn't mean it's not fun to take out on the range, and I mean, okay, you clear a malfunction, and you, you keep going. Um, so, not accurate at all or anything else, but it's just, for a cheap gun, it's, it's cool, and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, but it being cheap, and I, I haven't really searched high low for the thing. I figured it was in a box. It got put under something somewhere, that sort of thing. So I'm cleaning up. I'm doing inventory. And one of the things is like, okay, I need to I need to go through my AR magazines. And, and I know this is a very, very long walk for a very, very short drink of water here. But bear with me. Uh, the story of the gymnasium. So I thought, okay, um, 
I forgot, but I shot a video here a while back. Used my little Colt XM177 copy and ended up grabbing two magazines that were 6.8 magazines. And somewhere in all of that, I realized that for whatever reason, I have way too many. And you may say, no, you can't have too many magazines. Well, I'm telling you right now, for 6.8 SPC, I have too many magazines. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to gather up all my magazines and then I'm going to figure out, you know, which ones aren't 5.56 uh, and get those separated. Well, in gathering up all of my magazines, of course, I went to my cases and I've got cases that have the mag pouches. Uh, I'm sure that several companies make them. I think mine are probably Bulldog or something like that. Um, but they've got the mag pouches, four, five, six. I don't even know in the front of them. And so it's like, okay, I knew that I had mag some magazines were in those cases and rifles weren't in the cases. The cases were just put up. I use those if I take a rifle somewhere, I'll take it out and case it up. But so went in there cause I do and run my hand down in one, you know, the bag was heavy when I picked it up. I thought, okay, felt like it had a magazine in it. I thought, okay, run my hand down in there. And there was the Jimenez. Now how in the world, my Gemini S22 got in a mag pouch on a rifle bag. I could not tell you. I apparently <laughs> was doing, my hands were full or maybe it was in the truck. And at one point the bag was in the truck. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, I'll stick it, it down. It was a good place to stick it one day, apparently. Yeah. It's like, I'll stick it here. It's easy to carry or whatever the case may be. Cause the last time I remember using that bag was the summer of 2019. Um, uh, my wife and Ghost and Roger Shelley with the gun cleaners. We all went down and, and uh, hung out with Charlie Melton. Uh, that was the last time that bag was used. So apparently that bag was used. It was in the truck. And so was that Jimenez at some point, probably a few days after we got back. Uh, and I guess I slid it down in there. And I, I never, never thought to even, I mean, who, who, who looks for a pistol in a mag pouch? Right. Mm -hmm. No, I've lost pistols never for that long, but usually find them in a weird place too. Well, if it was a Jimenez, never in a mag it pouch. Mm -hmm. If it was a Jimenez, it would probably be that long. Because I mean, seriously, sure. it's like, am I am I really going to spend a lot of time looking for it? No. <laughs> uh, Foss out there with the five dollars super chat. What's up, Foss? He says, "How many guns would a gun snob snob if a gun snob could snob?" guns and i did not trip even once over that so snob's gonna have to answer that only the jimenezes only the jimenezes so there you go all of them the correct answer is all of them g23 out there except g23 so i used a um I used a thumbnail where you were getting grips for your Smith and Wessons, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are pretty nice grips. They look way better than the factory stuff. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. They're really nice grips. They, uh, that company makes grips for almost everything, too. Just They get a little bit of lead time because they're a Turkish company, of course. Oh, okay. But I see my shot show last but whenever we had shot show last, they were in the hallway, kind of right in front of the media room, just set up with a little, one of those little, you know, what do you call them? Little kiosk things or whatever you call them. 
Yeah, the Shot Show Next, I think yeah. is what they call that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they were there and they had them there. And I was like, oh, those are pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, we'll send you some. And then never heard back from them. And then right. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, heard back from them. Well, there you go. It takes a while from uh, Turkey. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. could be getting all hung up over there with Turkey. That's pretty close to where they're bombing and all right now. Sure. So who knows? Southpaw, I see, jumped in out there. What's up, Southpaw? BJ is in the house. Our attacking daughter out there as well. And uh, Defense Dad jumped in too. Um, what do we got here? Chris Lang talking about the Gemini Assist. Polish the slide with some 400 grit sandpaper where it rides the frame and it'll help the feeding. Yeah, I did notice. I shot, I took it out today. Um, we had some issues with rain and other things. And since I found it, it's like, good Lord, I want to go out and shoot it you know um so i went out today i put i don't know i probably put 50 rounds to it uh just playing around and i did notice i was i was paying a lot more attention when i shot it and the thing's so small right but i was paying attention and so because it's small your hand has a tendency to restrict or maybe or your your hand or your fingers right has a tendency to like restrict or maybe kind of ride that slide just a little bit um mm -hmm. and i guarantee you you do that at all and it you're gonna have a problem so yeah polishing up it probably would probably would help um defense dad says so basically clover tech possesses a wealth of knowledge but look elsewhere for tips on proper gun storage it was in a gun it was in a gun case was it not snob no it was in a gun case just just so, the magazine so, portion but, you know so doesn't that count i mean it was in a gun case it was cased right so so there you go um yeah ghost tactical in the house what's up ghost i mean it could have been worse it could have been a backpack and then you know you sent your wife to the airport with a backpack with that in the side pocket you didn't know it was in it could oh, always be worse that would be yeah that would not be good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's the beauty of not having kids and all anymore too right it's like <laughs> i mean of course i didn't have to worry about my kids my kids they know how to handle firearms and that sort of stuff it wasn't a uh, wasn't an issue um i'm thinking all of them but i don't i don't know that the oldest daughter did but uh, the younger two for sure uh I mean, they had guns, had them in their rooms, and the ammo was in their rooms and everything else. So, just a uh, little different world than some people are used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you, you mentioned, uh, mentioned SHOT Show. Just curious, are you starting to get some some buzz and people sending out emails and stuff like that i've seen a few talking about you know excited that it's going to be back this year and you know biggest one ever and all this stuff yeah different companies sending out emails saying that so. yeah i've seen a, uh i've gotten a couple of emails seen a couple of posts and some other things i'm guessing it is uh apparently that's like uh booth registration i guess must have opened or 
got finalized or something. I'm guessing. Uh, media is not. Mm-hmm. But hopefully we'll get that, what, late October, early November, usually. Um, but before that, we've got um, an RA. Got in around. And before yeah, we that, actually, we've got USCCA. Yeah, I'll probably just drive down to USCCA maybe for a day or something. I don't know how much I'll stay there, but it's close enough I can make a day trip out of it. Yeah. Well, we got our house for NRAM the other day. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Well, you better do something because I got on and got to look at that being uh, Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. That's why I went ahead and got it. Holy geez. I got on and was looking and like, Within 30 minutes, there's literally nothing. Um, thankfully, I got some family that's about that far away, about 30 minutes from the, the uh, convention center or whatever. And so I'm thinking I'm just going to go that route. We'll go that route and, you know, don't even have to worry about it, which would be nice. Yeah, that helps. Uh. 45 ACP said they were worried about my kids. It was the neighbor's kids that I was worried about. My kids never really had other kids over. So, um, so yeah, I didn't, it wasn't necessarily an issue. Um, when they did have kids over, certain rooms were always off limits. So, um, they were off limits, period. Like our bedroom, for example, it's like you better be bleeding or need something or whatever. Um, better be, better be super important if you're in the, in my bedroom. I just never. Yeah. That's just one of the things with kids, right? Well, as I say, once they get older, like little kids, what are you going to do? Um, but you start them young by like, hey, you know, this is, is not a place to hang out. You don't hang out in here. This is my room. You have your room. Go to your room. Uh, and, of course, when they get older, same same thing. Uh, but it, that's a two-way street because I would say that. And then, like, very seldom would I go into my kids' rooms other than, you know what I'm saying, to the doorway just to, like, ask mm-hmm. them something or whatever. It's like I never poked around or, you know. Uh, just went in there and snooped around or anything like that. Never really had the, uh, felt like I had the need anyway. So, uh, yeah, if you're out there, if you're live, remember topics, questions, throw them into the chat. You can super chat that if you so choose, or you can just type the at CloverTech, at symbol CloverTech, all one word. Uh, and yeah, we'll chase whatever rabbits down, whatever holes you want to chase for the next, I don't know, 40 or 45 minutes or so. Um, anything with, um, I mean, you mentioned USCCA there for a second. Um, that's three days. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, you, I may stay one night. It depends on how it happens. I may just drive down for one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could almost drive down. Drive down, stay, stay one night. That would give you two days, and you would only have one night. 
Yeah. Fort Worth is Fort Worth is not that bad. That won't be a very bad weekend, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and Fort Worth is not uh, is not crazy either. Um, I've never been to USCCA. Have you been to a USCCA before? Nope. Sure, you know the didn't work out. Yeah. So budget is our, I guess, our veteran pretty much for USCCA. We had to bend uh, his ear a little bit on it. But I, you know, USCCA, the way I understand it, is one of the smaller ones. Uh, like I said, the way I understand it, uh, it's even smaller than NRA. So that's going to be interesting. It's like, do you, do you really need three days? Well, that's kind of what I thought about it. So, yeah, because I mean, I realize the NRAM and Shot Show, you can't see it all in a day by any means. But I figured this one, you probably could. Yeah, it's it's possible for uh, sure. Certainly, days. yeah. Um, I'm thinking we're going to go up because it it's weird. If you notice the the uh, floor hours, show floor hours are weird. Um, it doesn't even open till like two on Friday, and then. Um, it's like that's weird. It's like two to six or two to seven or something weird like that, and then uh, pretty much full days, uh, Saturday and Saturday and Sunday. Late start, of course, on Sunday, but uh, late start, early close, but still uh, pretty close. The um, and that's kind of what I was thinking. We could drive up Friday, uh, and then just um. Uh, Maybe just do Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and that would kill an extra night, which is nice. Uh, let's see. We got some stuff out here now. Nice. G23 says, what's your opinion on losing out of doing an override vote? Uh, I haven't kept up with it, G23. So uh, I, the last I heard, they had, there was a couple things. First of all, if they if the governor doesn't veto it, did he actually veto it? Because I haven't heard. Do you know if he did, Snob? I haven't heard. Yeah. I, I didn't either. Threatened to, but I didn't know if he did. Yeah. So most of the time, governors, and again, this, you're talking about Louisiana, and I don't know exactly how they work, but most of the time, the governor has three options. He can sign it. He can veto it. Uh, or he can just let it pass uh without being signed uh and he's got a certain time frame in which it has to be done for that uh g23 says he did veto it. Okay. says he vetoed it yeah so there you go um yeah i don't know i heard from some folks over there that they had the uh votes in the uh senate or whatever to override will i guess we'll see <laughs> um from the way I understand the thing, which I hate, the, I hate the whole idea of one city basically running roughshod over an entire state. Um, and unfortunately, that's basically what you got. You got New Orleans, right? Uh, that is running roughshod with that. So hopefully the Senate can get it done. Uh, G23 keeping up way more than I says the House and Senate have uh, until June 15th to decide 
if they're going to. I hope you meant July 15th because June 15th was like yeah, two weeks I think, ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it's July 15th, and I think they have to vote to go into a have to vote whether they'll go into special session to do basically a veto session. What I understood, oh, yeah. I listened to a little bit about it once. They didn't they choose Weird. to call that session. So I don't know. It's different how they do stuff down there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Louisiana is a little different anyway. Uh, call it call it a parish instead of a county. It's like, what? 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 Uh, Defense Dad out there, he says, how about, how about tips on night training? Do you think I'm ghost tactical, Defense Dad? I'm just curious. Uh just taking a skills and drills class next week that involves night shooting drills with flashlights. Never done it before personally. Um, so when I shoot at night, I don't, I'm not a fan of weapons mounted lights. Uh, I do have a few, not a fan of it. Uh, so I usually do have a flashlight and, um, I occasionally will shoot some play around at night. Um, that it's not hunting related or something like that, obviously. Um, so I do a few things. I'll do artificial light, uh, be that car headlights or staging flashlights where they shine in a certain way. Um, having a strobe. So like doing drills to where you're shooting in low light, but then you've got a light also strobing. Um, that's an interesting one. Uh, to do for sure. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that should enjoy that. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, as far as, as far as tips, not a whole lot, man, unfortunately. Um, I would hit up ghost for sure. Uh, and then I'm sure you'll pick up a lot in that, uh, in that class. So he says, yeah, it's with handheld flashlights. Uh, what about, do you do any nighttime stuff, Snob? And on, um, oh, heck, when it comes to weapon, weapons-mounted lights, what are your thoughts on that? I, like, I actually like my mounted lights, and I have, you know, hand flashlight also, but we did the police department stuff, we did it with handheld lights, you know, right. shooting one-handed with your light on the other hand. Right, everything, but you know, I'm sure for what you it was you? it's hard to you know get your spotlight lined up with your scope at night and on the deer properly. Oh. Yeah, we don't do that. You can't do that. With <laughs> Come on, a buck out there. He's just playing horseshoes with the strobe lights. Fun too. Yeah, strobe light can make anything fun. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um. Calaveras has got the Kydex question out there, Snob. It says, best material thickness for homemade Kydex holsters. The point eight zero or whatever it is. I think it's maybe. It's a little slow tonight for some reason. Something like that, though. I'm not real Am sure. Am I internet dying tonight? I don't know. It's like it's like you're dealing with a lag or something. So maybe it's you're fine. You're not robotting or anything. It's probably my head. It's it's been swarming here all day. So 
Yeah, I do. I get that sometimes after it rains and stuff, we have a bad lag, and it'll like I'm talking over people all the time and not on purpose. Right. Yeah. So G23 was it G23? Yeah, he said, uh, "Are you getting your Altor back in the next six months?" So what? What's up with that? Um, I loaned it to a guy who's supposed to be doing a video with it. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, is is Gizzard is that Gizzard going to be able to handle that complex piece of machinery? That's what I got to wonder. I, I don't know. I was I was kind of concerned they wouldn't. Calaveras out there says low light hatchet throwing at a wood target is fun. Take your word for that. I've got to get. Uh, I've got to get out. I've, I've thrown some knives. I've got this, the stomp out there on the range now, and I've thrown some knives, but um, when I did the cleaning earlier, I did find one of my one of my hatchets. But I don't know that it's necessarily designed for throwing. So throwing knives and throwing hatchets are kind of a... I'm not into the whole blade thing anyway, but that's a whole different ball game because there's balance points and a lot of other weird stuff that it seems like comes into play. Yeah, a couple of years ago we did a Christmas party to work for a, a, a X-throwing place. It was actually a lot of fun after you figure out how to do it. And they show you how to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you have to know your um, you, you pretty much you're dependent upon distance. I mean, you kind of got to know your mm-hmm. distance to be able to know, okay, for like there's the half spin and then there's the full, there's the no spin, half spin and full spin. And so depending on your distance is basically what type of throw you use. Um, it gets, it gets way complicated. Um, 45 ACP says, yeah, some of this video guys like to take our time with free stuff. Oh, I get you. I get you. Um, Lucy is out there. What is up, Ricardo? Says, hey, everyone. Peace. With the $5 super chat. Appreciate it. Um, Calabaris out there says, I threw Harbor Freight hatchets. Um, there's a Harbor Freight actually going in less than 20 minutes from here. So instead of going like an hour to get to Harbor Freight, um, I will soon have a Harbor Freight fairly close. So I may have to look into just some, I wonder how much a hatchet is from Harbor Freight. Can't be much. Got to be less than 10 bucks, right? I would think. They've been putting Harbor Freights in all around us. Every little town getting one all of a sudden. Are they really? Yeah, it used to be like every, you know, like Claremore has one now. So if it used to be only like Tulsa and Oklahoma City you had to go to to go to Harbor Freight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I can remember when it was over an hour away, and that was the only one. It's like mm-hmm. you could drive for as, as little over an hour, and you could literally drive for two or three and not get to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they put several in, none super close all about an hour away unfortunately um i live i always talk about living in a geographical oddity because i don't live close to anything unfortunately 
uh, Ricardo out there says, rain it hard in Galveston. Well, don't send it this way. Don't. Uh, this pomade out there. What is up, pomade? Uh, it says 12 bucks on the Harbor Freight. But that's not the Buyer's Club probably pricing, especially not when you get the coupon. So uh, that's one cool thing about Harbor Freight is their, well, they call it the Inside Track Club, I think. Um, if you buy very many tools, definitely pays for itself. Definitely pays for itself. But that can actually lead to you buying more tools than you need to. Uh, I will say that. So you've got to be careful with it. G23 wants the rain. Yeah, I heard it's hot up there in the yeah. well, you know, west. I guess it's been two weeks now. We were in Cody. We went on vacation for a week in Yellowstone and stuff. Went to Cody Garments Museum, too. That's pretty cool. But uh, it was 110 in Cody, Wyoming. Or 104. It felt like 110 in Cody, Wyoming. When we was up there. Like, this is ridiculous. Wow, that's not good. Yeah. So, I'm going to be mean. Because the people up there, when it gets cold here, they laugh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> can't handle it in Texas. You can't handle it. So I'm just going to laugh and say, ha, 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 you can't handle it. How's that Texas? How do you like it? that Texas heat? Uh, that's pretty pretty normal. You know, interestingly enough, I, you know, I've seen that. And I think Yankee even I think Yankee put out a video earlier. He's not, I'm not making a video day. It's too hot. And I thought, how does the heat have to do with, I, I don't understand that, but it's like, okay. Um, but I got to thinking about it and it's, it's weird because it's, it hasn't been that hot here. Now don't get me wrong. It's been super humid here, super humid. And so even at say 90 to 92, um, you know, if you're in your shade, it's okay. There's been a breeze the last few days. It's rained off and on. Um, but good Lord, you'll pour buckets of sweat, buckets of sweat. And it's not because, and you're not really hot. You're just, you'll be soaking wet after mm -hmm. five or 10 minutes. It's crazy. That's how it's been here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Paul out there. What is up, Paul? So there was some, some place I was, I was going to go. Dang it! Somebody said something out there, and I was gonna chase the, chase that topic down, and I forgot what the heck it was. We were talking about Harbor Freight. We were talking about the weather. What the heck was it? I don't Dang know. Man. Yeah, I don't remember. We were we were chasing down a rabbit hole. So if you, uh, yeah, if you want to continue to send us down that rabbit hole, then. Uh, Throw uh, throw some topics and some questions out there in the in the chat, and we'll do it. Um, as far as stuff you're working on, uh, oh, I know what I was gonna, I know what where I was gonna go. So because I know you were talking about the price of lumber and stuff not too long ago. Uh, I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. talking about has been talking about the price of lumber. I seen some twelve dollar. Uh, Eight foot two by fours today. Was it today? Jeez. Yes, it was today. Twelve dollars. Uh now it was in the local hardware store. It wasn't in the big box store. Um and the only reason that I 
I just, I happened to look is because I was curious. I walked by that section and I was like, I wonder what they're wanting for a, just an eight foot two by four. <laughs> um, what are you seeing on prices? Because I, and the reason I ask is I've watched several videos talking about how the prices are the right now. The problem is a lot of these stores have contracts for a certain amount. And that once those contracts lapse and they have to renegotiate, the price is going to be cheaper. What are you hearing? I don't know. And I got a buddy at Lowe's that I deal with, you know, all the time. And he's usually pretty good about telling me when, you know, hey, it's fixing to go up or something. Because he'll usually tell me a day or two ahead of time because they kind of find out a lot of times, I think. But, you know, there's rumors stuff's going up. But I don't know. I mean, our decking, 716th deck, I just bought 716 Stacking and two buys to frame up the end walls of a jacket roof the other day. I think the two by studs were uh eight something piece and oh the OSB God. was 50 5105 a sheet. Wow. For seven sixteenths OSB. Wow. Less than ten dollars a sheet. Should be. Mm -hmm. I remember when it was five a sheet. You know, we used to buy that for just anything, just to cut it, make shims or you know, whatever you needed, you'd buy that for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Uh, 45 ACP says dad was just up in the uh, Wyoming Yellowstone area and the parks are packed. Uh, basically just parking lots. Uh, even Devil's Tire was backed up for miles to get in. Huh. So everybody decided to go. Yeah, it was ridiculously busy. It was ridiculous. Now, grumpy guys jumping in out there. Best rabbit gun for when they go in the hole. <laughs> well, if your best rabbit gun for when they go in the hole, you're probably going to have to use dynamite for that. Or mm -hmm. I could use some tanner or something like good. that. Yeah, you can flush them out. Uh, if you're talking about best rabbit gun, you know, a lot of people. So here's the deal with rabbits around here. I don't hunt rabbits anymore because the rabbits around here suck compared to what that. I don't know what happened. To rabbits around here but maybe when i was a kid i was smaller so the rabbits looked <laughs> bigger but i don't think that's the case the rabbits and the squirrels have gotten smaller over the years around here and i don't know if it's something to do with the climate if it's something to do with deforestation if it's something just to do with the the genetics that have modified over the i don't know right <laughs> but um, used to, you could go get, I mean, in a few hours, you could get a mess of squirrel. You could get a dozen squirrel, uh, really good size squirrel. And now, um, good Lord, they're, they're just so small and they're not even worth, worth shooting, honestly. Um, but a lot of people, what I was going to say, a lot of people go, they go shotgun with squirrel and, um, and rabbit and things like that. Um, I'm lazy. In that, I don't like picking shot out of something. And so, I'm also lazy because it is, this is especially true with squirrel. Um, you snap that backbone and, oh man, they're so, they're just, they're, they're terrible to try to clean. Um, and with the shotgun, you're more out for something like that to happen. Um the, the least amount of broken bones, the better, right? Mm -hmm. So I go uh, 22 
And as far as we we're talking about a rabbit gun, you know, go with lever action, like a little Henry lever action or something. I would almost say. Um, just, just my thoughts. What's your thoughts? Best rabbit gun. When I was a kid, I hunted rabbit and squirrel. I haven't hunted that in probably 20 some years now, but or more. But we always use 22s, bolt action 22 with a scope on it and shoot them in the head. Yeah. Yep. Shoot well, them out of the tree or whatever. Henry's just as good. Um, if you put a scope on it now, scope on a lever action rifle snob yes or no well absolutely not yeah but i will say i did shoot one of those x models and i could i could get behind that with a nice red dot on one of those right. i kind of want one they're pretty nice yeah they're uh they're already kind of tactical anyway so mm -hmm. but i would not. never put a scope on a you know wood yeah wood yeah so i've got one that is i'm trying to think if i've got more than one mystics out there just keeping tabs on you i guess mm -hmm. um but the, the reason that it is um it is a glenfield no it's a western field i want to say it's a glenfield it's not it's a western field um which is for those that know it's montgomery wards um so anyway, it's a Western field. Uh, I've got it, the original box, the scope, the rings, which are all Western field brand. Like it all come from Montgomery Wards. Uh, the sling. Uh, and I've got the receipt even where the guy bought it. <laughs> um, and they mounted the scope right there in Montgomery Wards, according to him, when I bought it. Um, and so I've kept it set up the same way. And it's one of the old TV screen scopes. Have you ever seen those? I don't know what you're talking about there. Really? Where you, when you look through the scope, it looks like an old TV screen. It's flat on the top and bottom. Hmm. If you're out there in the chat, so. if you're out there in the chat and you know what I'm talking about with the TV screen scope, let me know. Let me know. But yeah, it's, it's literally, you know, we're used to scopes. Most people are. That's just a round circle, right? Mm -hmm. Now, now take and chop the top and bottom off, make that flat, right? Where, and you know what I'm talking about an old school TV screen. Mm -hmm. now it's got, yeah. the, it's kind of round on the side and it was flat on top. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. it is a TV screen style scope, wide view scopes. What SS uh, ponds, what Stan is saying out there. So wide view scope, maybe, maybe. Um, we've always, I've always heard them called TV screen scopes. So that's probably just a tech, uh, Texas term. So, uh, Dwayne jumping in. Haven't seen Dwayne out there in a while. Got Makojo, uh, jumping in. Yeah. Stan from SS Pond also jumping in. Uh, Dwayne said we used, uh, used to use beagles to chase the rabbits, uh, and then shotguns or 22 longs. So heck yeah. Uh, Paul out there says, I miss so many coyotes up close because of my scope getting in the way. Those close shots is when the iron sights shine. Uh, yeah, I would agree. The only other way would be uh, to go. What am I thinking? To go with something like a, uh, 
even a red dot though wouldn't work, right? Because I mean, if you're going longer range, I wonder what the. I've got. I just said I built my new coyote rifle. Oh, it's been a couple of years now, but I just built an AR for it and put an LPVO on it, a one to six, mm-hmm. and that seems to be best thing I've had for a while. Yeah, that would be too bad because you could, especially if you had um one of the quick throw. Yeah, that's what mine is. Levers on it where you could, you could change it from uh, six to one or whatever pretty quick. Uh, be kind of I use it as leave mine on the low setting, and then you can, you know, you got time to crank it up if you need, if it's that far out. Right. Wayne out there says Redfield used to make uh, a TV screen scope. Yeah, Redfield may have made this one. Like I said, it was Westernfield is a Montgomery Ward's brand from back in the day, and they did not build their own stuff. Like the the Westernfield rifle is a Marlin, Marlin three thirty six. Um, other companies made their stuff and then they put their brand name or whatever on it. So, uh, it may actually be a Redfield scope on there. Very possible. Uh, Chris Lang says framing hammers work well for throwing. Um, I'll tell you what, what is it? A roofing hammer snob that's got the hatchet on the side. Oh yeah. A roofing hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I've got one of those somewhere. And we were talking about Harbor Freight. I might have to actually look into getting and see if Harbor Freight has any of those instead of actually getting a hatchet from Harbor Freight. Look into maybe uh, getting a couple of those roofing hammers or whatever, roofing hatchets. I'm going to tell you, that's something that could be handy in a lot of different ways, potentially. But, uh, yeah, having a good, uh, I forgot what it was. I think I did a, I did like five things you need for the zombie apocalypse or something. It's been a while. It's probably been a couple of years since I did that video. Uh, and my big old framing hammer was one of the things, uh, man, you know, it's got the straight claw. It's not perfectly straight, but it's pretty close, uh, on the claw. And that sucker's, I don't even know how long the handle is, 16 inches or I don't know. It's long, right? Um, I mean, you could get a good swing on it. You could use it for prying. There's just so many things you could use that hammer for. And it's fairly lightweight. Um, trying to think what brand that thing is. I think it's a Cobalt. I think it comes from Lowe's. I love I love that hammer. I use it for almost everything. You don't want to use it for finish work, but uh, forty five uh, ACP out there. He says my grandfather's JC Higgins bolt twenty two because it was his squirrel rabbit gun. Uh, it does have the oval scope on it now. Have a, have a oval scope on it now. So there you go. Uh, Paul says yeah. If I'm hunting. White tail and see a coyote, it turns into a coyote hunt quick. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a little uh, grumpy out there. He said iron sights on 30 30 lever action is a must. Would rattle it up deer in the South Texas brush country. Yeah, I think 30 30 is. I think, I think we did the, I think the governor made the cult. Patterson, no, the Colt Walker, the Colt Walker, 
the state gun or whatever of Texas. The 3030 Winchester needs to be the state cartridge of Texas. Because <laughs> I think. I am, uh, I'm pretty sure every single solitary Texan has a 3030. I think. Uh, oh, heck, we'll run with it. I, I, I say 81% of everybody in the country. <laughs> has a 30-30. I read that somewhere. 81% of people in the United States own a 30-30. I read that. Uh, Math checks out. Yeah, right. Uh, Ron out there in the house. What's up, Ron? So, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, just killing time here with, uh, with Snob. So, do you have any projects coming up or is work keeping you busy I've been, I've been super busy this whole summer and then I took off a week so that made it even worse so you know I'm trying to work on some videos but that's about as good as it's getting yeah are you behind in other words uh, do you, do you... yeah I'm way behind are you yeah <laughs> yeah I feel I feel your pain um yeah I'm just I'm the same way I've uh what the heck I lost my chat sorry there we go. Back up now. Uh, Tyler in the house. He said pre-64 model 70. Nice. In 30-06. Uh, is the official state rifle of Alaska. So that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And Tyler threw me off. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, talk about being behind. So, so, yeah. I looked the other day, and I had like... 20 videos in the queue that I need to get done. <laughs> and last week was approached by two companies to do some more work. So, um, yeah, I feel you. If it's, it, if it wasn't, thankfully the legislative session's over for Texas. Cause that was, that was killer. Uh, when it comes to getting me behind on the other stuff, uh, that I need to get done. Um, of course, that took priority, but it still, you got to be behind. So, out of the woods on that. Don't have to worry about that too much. Um, maybe a little federal, some federal stuff here and there, right? Um, but now it's the weather. It's like, now I got to, it's like, okay, I'm going to film this day and I can knock out two videos this day. And then you get up and it's, it wants to rain. And the aggravating thing about it, if it was just freaking rain, I'm okay with it. But it wants to rain. I'm talking downpour, not like a drizzle. And I no, I'm not Paul Harrell. I'm not going to shoot in the rain <laughs> and do videos in the rain. Um, Some people are just more committed. God. Well, he's not very committed about his audio quality. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Uh, and that's the number one thing is if I did that, I would get roasted in the comments. So I don't know how Paul, uh, I don't know how Paul gets away with his, his audio quality. Um, but anyway, got off on, on a tangent. Uh, but yeah, plan to do get up. I'm okay. I'm going to get up and do that. And then it wants to rain talking about torrential downpour, right? For like five minutes. And then 45 minutes later, torrential downpour for five minutes. And then 45 minutes later, and it's like, 
good lord you, you know you're looking at the radar and there's like splotches everywhere all around you you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's not there's not like a front and a line and you can gauge it and go okay well look before the next wave comes i've got two hours or whatever you know what i mean it's like it's a crapshoot it's like you know i could drag everything out and then by the time i get it drug out it's soaking wet you know what are you gonna do so uh, non-stop rain it seems like in spots like that yeah uh the best dad says uh is marlin 336 is his favorite yeah i'm partial to i'm partial to marlin uh calaveras out there said 3030 is a great round i'll tell you something um because you mentioned the henry uh earlier I have never been a huge Henry fan. Um, I've always been a Marlin guy. But Henry's growing on me. Well, I really like that Henry carbine I've got. 357. I really like it. Yeah. That's a good shooting gun. Yep. And. I got a you know model ninety four and I love that thing. Of course, that's I'm just partial to that because growing up, that's what my dad had and that's what I killed my first deer with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just kind of the reason I wanted that gun was all because of that. Right. Uh, Paul out there he says he finds himself using the TC Encore, uh, the most, uh, just switching out the barrels. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the. Uh, the TC stuff. Chris Lang says pellet gun is best for rabbit. Um, maybe I, you know, I have never really been big or gotten into uh, BB guns and pellet guns and stuff like that. I never was even big on that when I was little because I mean, maybe really little, like maybe eight years old and younger, maybe, but after about eight years old, I had access to my own real firearms and stuff. So it's like, in a way, I feel like my childhood was gypped or something. <laughs> I got robbed a little bit, maybe, um, because I just never, it's just, I don't know. It's like, okay, this is cool, but it loses its luster really quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for my eighth birthday is when I got my Daisy 22 rifle, 22 long yeah. rifle, bolt action. Have you still got that one? No, it got stolen from my dad's house whenever I was in college. It was at his house, and his house got broken into and stolen. And I keep looking every year at Tulsa thinking I will find one. Yeah. And I just never find one. And I've seen them on Gunbroker. I need to just pick one up. Before times, anyways, I've seen them on there for like 70, 80 bucks. They're not like they're expensive. They're just Right. But some of them have the plastic stock, and I don't want a plastic stock because mine had a wood stock. Right. So I just need to find one. Uh, Tyler out there, he says, I'm really interested in seeing what Ruger does with Marlin. Yeah, you and me both. Um, what what do you think about a micro groove barrel on a 1022? <laughs> it's an interesting thought, right? Mm-hmm. Stad out there, he says, can you guys send us your rain? <laughs> we're, we're very dry in our area. Uh, I can send you some humidity. Uh, 
the rain here is just enough to tick you off. It's not like we're we're drowning. Um, it's not like days and days and days of nonstop rain. It's like, like I said, every 30 minutes, it'll downpour for five minutes. It's crazy. Well, we got um, four inches in a few hours yesterday. Oh, that's not good. That's flooding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, I was in town. We were in town. It was yesterday. It was, it was Sunday. It was yesterday. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't remember. Anyway, we were in town one day. And uh, it did that. It come a, it come a torrential downpour. And I'll tell you what. the I, I noticed that... The, the city we were in anyway, their drainage system or something apparently needs work because, you know, the rain came down really, really hard, really fast. And it, it wasn't long, like I said, five minutes or so. And there was already you know, like the streets and stuff were flooded just with just with that. Um, Tyler says, I uh, just got some rabbits out of his vegetable garden with a single shot 12 a couple days ago. <laughs> there you go. Well, if they're in their vegetable garden, you're probably fattening them up. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to just plant some stuff out here and feed them and fatten them up and be okay. Rabbit's good. I like rabbit. You like rabbit, Snob? I haven't had rabbit in years, but I used to eat it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, rabbit's pretty good stuff. Um, Calaveras says my channel is named after my 1949 Marlin 336 SC and 32 Winchester Special. So there you go. Uh, Smeggy says I have a break open pellet gun I got in my 30s and really like it for being cheap and quiet. Uh, and it has the built in suppressor. Yeah, that's what's really weird about some of the, the air guns, is how they're suppressed like that but i tell you what people don't people don't realize some of these air guns how loud they are mm -hmm. holy moly like uh did you shoot that air javelin thing? yeah the arrow one yeah holy moses was it not loud yeah that dude was loud and it was like a crossbow is loud mm -hmm. and to me even a bow is loud um but that thing is like crossbow times 10 or 15 easily. And I'm thinking, my gosh, if there's any kind of range, you know what I mean? First of mm -hmm. all, you're going to have to, you're going to have to aim low because the deer is going to duck. Yeah. You know, it's going to hunker down. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the air javelin. I think that was the one. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool though. I mean, it's neat. It's a different idea. Yeah, yeah. They've got a lot of stuff. Um, Chris Lang said East Wing's rigging axe is also very cool. I may have to go look that one up. Uh, now, is it East Wing or Est Wing? Est Wing. Okay. One of my helpers calls it East Wing all the time, and I'm like, it's Est Wing. <laughs> Yeah, I, we've always called them East Wing. So, but. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that Rigger's Axe, that's basically what I was talking about. Wasn't it? I don't know. Whenever we went to that axe throwing place, that's one of the uh, 
axes they had to throw. They had some wood handle ones, and then they had uh, some Estlings. I don't know what they were, but yeah, that's that's basically what it is. The, what yeah. I called her, what I called a roofing axe. Well, a roofing, oh, a a roofing hatchet has better. a straighter has a straighter. Yeah, uh, it's cut on it's, it. It has the holes drilled with a little stud to gauge your shingles with. It does. Yeah. It does. It's it's and it's thinner. It's but not yeah. as wide of a blade. So I think I still want the roofing. I, th I think I'm still going to go with the roofing axe. Well, now at that axe throwing place, they had these, I guess they were these riggers axes, and uh, they were the two-handed throwing axes. They weren't oh, the wow. ones you did with single hands. They yeah. Threw those with two hands. So I don't know. Well, two-handed, huh? <laughs> Uh, Paul out there says, yeah, uh, he says, I like run, using a recurve, uh, but his Hoyt compound is pretty quiet. Um, yeah, but flying arrows sound like bacon frying. <laughs> um, and if you don't believe me, safety first, right? Make sure that you're well protected, but find you a big tree, big enough that you can hide behind. And have somebody to get 25, 30, 40 yards away, set a target about 10, 15 foot, something like that on the opposite side of the tree, right? Um, and stand behind the tree. That way, there's no way that, that an arrow can hit you. And have them shoot that target. Uh, and listen for the release and listen for the arrow sizzling. Um, and it's the coolest thing you'll ever do. Uh, like I said, got to be safe when you do it. But an arrow from a compound bow anyway, and I, I would venture that probably through a, uh, oh, man, a cheater. A com uh, um, crossbow. crossbow. Ah, good Lord. Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would guess that through a um, a crossbow, it would be, it, it would be the same. Um, it would be loud. Now, it's not true with uh, with a recurve, or at least any of the recurves that I've listened to like that. Um, but that was youth shooting sports days, and of course, they weren't real super heavy draw weights and all of that on the recurve, so they really weren't slinging the arrows near what the, the compound bows and stuff were. So, uh, you know, they didn't do it, but yeah, through a, through a compound bow. Yep. It'll make you hungry. It smells like bacon frying. <laughs> and the only thing better than uh, the bacon frying is the smelling the bacon. And then the only thing better than smelling the bacon is eating the bacon. And yes, I had some bacon earlier, so it was wonderful. Uh, grumpy out there says, I was just taking your word on the air. noise." there you go. It's pretty neat to experience though. If you get, like I said, if you get an opportunity, do it safely. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into some of the rigging things. Uh, and then also that, that roofing hatchet or whatever. Um, that may be what I go look at once we get the, uh, this new Harbor Freight, that may be my newest purchase. I actually want to do some filming inside Harbor Freight on a couple of videos. I called the one 
that was like an hour away and I never heard back from him. The manager was on vacation or something and they were like, yeah, he's like, I'm just the assistant manager and that'd have to go through the manager and he's on vacation. And I gave him my info and they never did do anything. Um, mm-hmm. But since how this store is going to be closer, well, I may, uh, may hit them up when they get open and, see if they mind me filming some stuff in there. I don't know why they would if I'm, you know, filming some of their stuff, talking about different things to buy, like throwing axes or throwing knives or something, right? Yeah. Uh, different types of blades to throw and things like that. I don't understand. I mean, it's like, man, I'm sending you, trying to send you customers here. What the heck? Uh, Calaveras says, I have used a roofing hammer to split the rib cage of a deer for field processing. Yep. That will uh, that will work. We are over the hour. We have made it. So, um, stop. I'm going to give you a second. Uh, final words. Final thoughts. Pimp uh, out whatever you need to pimp before we uh, get out of here. I ain't really got nothing. But thanks for having me. It was good. And uh, as always, the Model Ninety Four is greater than the three thirty six. And yeah. I'll try to get some videos out in the upcoming future. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in. Um, yeah, again, uh, end it the way I always do. Thanks to uh, the Patreon Patreon folks, the YouTube channel member folks, those folks that did uh, throw down super chats. I don't know if they're still live, but I think Lucy threw down one. I think it was Foss. So we had uh, Lucy and Foss with the super chats tonight. Thanks, thanks for the conversation. Uh, we'll talk about several weird things and, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here trying to think what's on deck. Obviously ghost got the arm Citizen podcast tomorrow night, or at least he should. Uh, and then, uh, had a video drop on this channel yesterday. That was the highest front sight on of all things, a Browning buck mark. Go figure. Right. Uh, so go check that out if you're curious about fiber optic front sites, particularly on Browning Buck Mark. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, still working on content and uh, getting other things done. So, yeah, till uh, next week uh, on Monday on the lounge. You guys be uh, be good, and we'll see you then. Peace. Mm-hmm.